This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Ballantine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Del Borvik as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that Inquisitor Valentine and Atticus Viz were being delivered to an inquisitorial stronghold on Last Gleaming. They were brought before the Lord Inquisitor of the Ordo Hereticus and Valentine was interrogated to determine if he was some kind of clone or other heretical trick. Luckily, his identity proved true and he was promoted to the full rank of Inquisitor, though with a terrifying new mystery to solve. Can he and Atticus discover why someone faked his death? Find out next, in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the autopsy of Lucius Valentine. The body does seem to be in rather good condition, all things considered, although I suppose the vacuum cold and dead of space is rather good for preserving the biological in the long run. I do wonder, though, there there are some, some questions uh, that I have, but I suppose just another dead crew member, they probably aren't worth posing. I do wonder, though, how did he get that musculature with absolutely no stress or tension? Very odd. <laughs> it's like he never walked a day in his life. Valentine, you have just been cleared of being dead, <laughs> as well as being promoted uh, finally uh, to Inquisitor uh, by uh, Lord Inquisitor Sabriel Graves. Um, there is, of course, paperwork and a little bit more pomp and circumstance that, that must be accomplished. But the fact that um, the regional Lord Inquisitor uh, for the Order of Hereticus has has uh, signed off on it um, gives you uh, some degree of, of um, in addition to just kind of like the, the actual like joy you felt, uh, some relief as well. Um, mm-hmm. So Graves says, uh, now, uh, Inquisitor, there will, of course, be some caveats to this. The matter of your death is quite concerning, as now, I suppose, is the matter of Wilhelm Roach's death. 
All these matters must be concluded before you are granted full inquisitorial powers. We will support you however we can, but understand that it will take longer for the rest of the Inquisition to come around to these revelations and reports. I may actually have to travel in person to clear this up. So rest assured, you will have as much assistance as we can give you, but please do not believe for a minute that all doors are open to you, for that is an awfully good way to get burned at the stake by our overzealous friends like Mr. Mutus. Do you understand me? Yes, agreed. These uh, raise a number of questions that I am equally uncomfortable with. I am glad to have had this cleared up here, but I would want to avoid any conflict surrounding this case in future. Understood. My recommendation would be this. If you are in a region of uh, his glory that is somewhat more cut off from the Imperium, please do feel free to flaunt your authority as much as you see fit. Just be more careful in Imperial centers. We can't be certain how fast word will spread, nor what doors will close to you. So, exert your authority with care. More care than is due, one of your rank, to be certain. But with care, nonetheless. Excellent. Agreed. So, um, with that, uh, you now have a kind of free run of uh, the Grim Gardens. Uh, This will kind of act as your temporary kind of base of operations here on Last Gleaming. Um, Immediately, like, all the uh, sanctions that had been put on your ship are lifted, uh, and suddenly a much better quality of mechanic shows up, um, much to Grimly's surprise. Um, But uh, Graves has to sort of attend to other matters, but he seems uh, satisfied for now that uh, you are the real deal. Mechanically, what this means for you, Ryan, is um, Valentine now, as I said, has inquisitorial authority within kind of like Graves' sphere of influence, um, but you don't have like an Eisenhorn level of, I can just boot open any door and say, Inquisition, give me your stuff. Um, Wherever you go, it's still kind of, you're basically, you're not in the system. You are accredited by the people who it kind of matters most to credit you, but it'll take time for, for this to get cleared up and likely a trip to Terra, which is not, or not Terra. Where's the um, home of the Inquisition again? Oh, they bounce around. It's Titan is where the Grey Knights are, <laughs> so I'm imagining there might be something linked there. They kind of bounce around. In this yeah, I'm mostly thinking of the one Eisenhorn keeps visiting and being like, I hate this place. It has soot, um, but I haven't listened oh, to Oh, yeah. His, well, they also- Primaris? Yes, thank you. Uh, yes. So, Ration Primaris, yeah. If, if he's, I think nice. that's the Ophidian subsector. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, regardless, like you might have to go to uh, Ration Primaris just to like get the ball rolling to get further in, because obviously it's not going to go all the way to Terra to be like, hi, one Inquisitor, please. Um, but there's there's some some in-person schmoozing that has to be done um, between the sectors in order to get this, this all underway. Uh, also, just to not break the game by just giving you a fucking, like, no, ticket to ride. He's an Inquisitor here and everywhere else he's as Valentine has been. I have a rosette. It checks out, but I'm not able to, like, commandeer an army. That doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, unless they're cut off enough. Like, if you went to Vicodin and there wasn't bullshit afoot, like, if uh, the Confederacy wasn't involved there at all, you could probably just hijack. So, again, just as as you've been doing, but now with the actual authority that uh, you've declared for yourself. Um, similarly, um, 
because you you're here, uh, like both you and Atticus can can reequip and get kind of properly uh, geared up and, and that sort of thing now. Because you have the weight of the Inquisition behind you, uh, at least within within the gardens. Um, one of the servitors comes over and immediately um, uh, stamps uh, the um, uh, Ordo Hereticus um, purity seal identifiers on both of you. Uh, where where would you have it? So this is just a uh, like the the red sealing wax uh with little little ribbons dropping from it that indicate which order you are you're working with uh silver breastplate on the uh the right hand side so that it doesn't interfere with the aquila on it but it is on his armor as the armor of faith right uh atticus where would you like yours this is literally a wax seal you can just crack it off later like this isn't a permanent addition uh then just on the the large mechanical shoulder of his uh prosthetic arm cool um so they quickly see to that um and uh yeah you're immediately brought like refreshment and um uh graves arranges for um asher to to basically put you up in a room that has access to the the network the local network here so you can review the autopsy footage and kind of continue your investigation um he does expect a full report um but he's in the midst of other matters he wasn't expecting a visit from a dead man today um, so, uh, he, he asks to be kept in the loop. Um, but, uh, there are some other pressing matters, um, that, uh, that are drawing his attention. But that said, again, if you need him, you, you can get him. He just can't like hang out all day. Um, with that, you're, you're swept, uh, kind of, um, off the gardens to, there's a number of, um, uh, what would at some point have been like maintenance sheds that have been upgraded significantly to be, uh, almost like a field base, um, so uh, not nearly as uh, ostentatious as the rest of the palace, um, but honestly a little bit more functional. Um, and you're kind of shown to a um, a fresh set of quarters um, that uh, the two of you can share. It's kind of like a bed, like small, like single bed on either side, um, like fold down field beds, and then um, a uh, just a, a busted ass old 40k computer um, plugged into a bunch of things. Uh, there's a servitor there to assist you if you need it. Um, but uh, yeah, you've kind of got your own little suite, basically. Uh, and uh, before Asher leaves, he just says, uh, I do apologize that uh, you're not staying in the main palace. I assure you Harthold has wonderful uh, accommodations. And should you need further rest, we can all absolutely arrange for a guest suite in, in the main building. But do you have everything you need for now? Uh, the one thing that I believe we do need is an adept uh, of the administratum who specializes in research. It is not my gift to go through these files, and as you can imagine, it is not the colonel's either. Excellent. I will requisition one of those for you uh, presently. I would offer to do it myself, but the steward of Harthold has greater duties. Um, and uh, he bows deep and uh, skitters off. Um, so you have a few moments before your, your adept shows up. Uh, anything you want to talk about in private? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Valentine. What was that back there? With the, your dead body on a screen and your eyes enti- are your eyes and his eyes are your eyes, but not. Yes, I don't entirely know either. It would appear that someone is actively trying to sabotage our mission. As we know, we have been sent by the Emperor, which means the greatest of foes are those arrayed against us. And someone felt the need to fake my death in the hopes it would get the Inquisition to execute me. I don't Why know not who. just kill you for real? Well, they That's may have what not known, I do. 
They may have not known where I was. Well, then, don't they know now? Theoretically, yes, but I have been cleared, so they would be storming an Inquisition base. It means we should be very careful moving forwards, and it would mean we should be extra careful when we leave here, because logically, if they're watching for the filings, then yes, we have a short period of time before our, one could say, subtlest of foes is upon us, in one way or another, or they're already here. It's a problem, is what I'm saying. I want to research the case so we can move forwards and keep an eye in the back of my head to look backwards at new threats. So it could be anyone? Correct. Oh, I don't like that, sir. I mean, I like knowing who I'm fighting. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, you're fighting chaos, and you're fighting in the name of the Emperor, and that is what we know. The enemy tries to confuse things. You may have noticed. We've been straightforward in our task. Yes, we know sir. Yes, we have. We pursue them. We step into the light, and they are trying to inveigle us in the shadows. We won't allow them to do that, will we, Atticus? Well, I feel I must confess something, sir. Uh, in that moment, when I saw you on the screen, and they were reading off all those identifiers that match you, I found myself questioning. I'm ashamed to say it now in the light of the facts as they are, but I I understand if you wish to demote or execute me. Ah. You're admitting that you've experienced doubt in me. I can uh, understand Fleeting, this. sir. Only the briefest. Yes, I yes. just was... Well... When a weapon is exposed to heat, there are two things that can occur. One, it can break and be lost because reforming is impossible for it. Or the second, it can become a twice-folded blade, stronger, more immutable, and immune to the weaknesses of the past. Atticus, the question you must ask yourself is, are you broken or are you a twice-folded blade of the Emperor? Oh, Sir Atticus Viz does not break. Then you'll stand with me moving forwards, and we will not experience the same doubts again, will we? No, sir, no, we will not. Excellent. What are your orders, then? But we're going to wait for this research person to show up, uh, and then we're going to need to find some new band members, because there's just you and I, which seems a little bit light. Uh, And I'm hoping to tour their armory. I hate to say it, but I've been hoping for a power sword for a very long time, and now that I've been promoted, I hope they have one I can take. Um, And at that, there's a a polite knock um, outside uh, outside your door. Yes, enter. Um... So, uh, uh, an Adeptus Administratum um, sort of like pokes uh, their head in um, and just says, uh, "Hello, um, I was, I was told there was uh, some need for uh, research." Excellent. Yes, yes. I'm assuming you are cleared for the highest security ratings. Um, and like. There's like just the like for someone with who's trying to keep a professional demeanor, just like a little like oh fucking come on man, like <laughs> like just like like a, a little devilish grin um, that they quickly um, uh, quickly mute and say, uh, yes of course I would not have come if I could not uh, provide the services you need. 
Uh, I have the highest clearance, and uh, I've been told by uh, the, the Lord Inquisitor himself that I am to assist you in whatever you need. Uh, this one's name is uh, Circeus Ivanicloth, uh, and I am at your service. Circeus Ivanicloth. Circeus Ivanicloth. Ivanicloth. All right. Yes, yes, excellent. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Cough. Uh, I'm writing it down in the page that is my mind. Uh, now. Uh, yes, of course. That is the best way to do the research. I understand. <laughs> so what I need from you, new friend, uh, and he just launches into the list of what he needs, which is like he needs him to look into uh, his death and everything surrounding the entire thing, deal of kind of what's happened at Galen's glory. He wants him to look into his autopsy and find any other information about the shadiness that's there. Uh, he also needs him to look into... I think it's Sandor Rafferty is the the space marine that he has been studying. And then there is also, oh, I'm just finding my too many pages with too many sides. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Trin Rakai, the, the Aeldari that they have been hunting. So it's just kind of searching that, which is like, what, ha- what the hell happened and why are people trying to kill me? Uh, and then looking into the next two targets because he needs a place to go. Gotcha. Um, okay, excellent. Um, so, uh, he, he just kind of nods and says, uh, uh, yes, Phil, uh, this is, uh, very doable. I shall get to work on this immediately. Um, and basically with, with like a smile, like an excited, enthusiastic, like, like impish grin that he's just kind of desperately trying to, um, uh, trying to, 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 to like tamp down. Like he's a professional. He's not supposed to be this 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 gleeful. Um, he uh, turns on his heel and uh, and leaves. Um, so you do have uh, a little bit of time uh, as you you wait for the results to start coming in. Um, Valentine, you are able to to visit the armory, and uh, wouldn't you know it? Uh, there just so happens to be a power sword with your name on it. At least it would have your name on it if anyone knew you were coming, but they definitely give it to you because that is something you can requisition quite easily. Uh, so congratulations. Uh, you can give yourself uh, an upgrade uh, to your your weaponry. Yes! That's just Ryan. <laughs> I fucking love power swords. Yay. They're cool as fuck. And we had uh, a, a power sword appear in a villain's hand for a brief moment that was like a highlight that never got used yeah. because Atticus rules. And I was just like, we, we pushed him off a building. Them. Yeah. We need them and they're too cool. <laughs> yeah, that's every video game I've ever played where like a character has gear I want and then they just die off a cliff. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> there's always new game plus. Um, yes. So Valentine, you you gain a sword. Uh, would Valentine name, name his sword? Is that the kind of thing I, that, that Valentine does? Knowing that it's an inquisitorial relic, does it come with a name? Because a lot of power swords are like older weapons that have been passed down and on if they've got good generators and shit. Um, I'm going to say this one clearly did at some point. Um, Because it it hasn't been assigned to anyone, and also this is kind of a backwater outpost, um, I think you can see that this thing is is like – it's like a a really good old car. Like it's past its prime – but it was built at a time where shit lasted. So there was clearly a name engraved on it at some point, but through combat wear and tear, it's just like scratched out enough that you can't reach it. So it is kind of yours to rechristen, but it does clearly have history. Like it's Mm -hmm. battered. The casing is bad. The grip is like, you know, it's like, it's like any sword. The the leather's like come apart a bit and been like 
restrapped a few times, uh, which honestly I think gives you in a lot of ways, peace of mind, because like if this thing is still running, it's clearly a very well-built uh, blade. Atticus, what was yes, your sir. mother's name? My, my mother's name, sir. Yes. Her name was Sella. Wonderful. This blade shall be named Sella. Sella's glory. What? I'm confused, sir. Um, I, it's an honor. Uh, but why? Why my mother? Well, the greatest gift any mother can give is a son or daughter to fight for the emperor. She's already given you, and so she should be celebrated by your side. So Sella's glory shall protect me up close. Will you protect me from slightly further away? Well, it's an honor, sir. Thank you. Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. There was also um, an Adeptus Mechanicus um, operating uh, kind of out of this armory, and uh, she's, like, eyeing your your arm um, quite intently, uh, Atticus. Uh, and then finally, almost like, you know, a celebrity that she's run into in, like, a restaurant doesn't really want to say anything. She just kind of, like, sidles up, which is awkward as hell because she's, like, mostly metal, so it's kind of like, clunk, 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 clunk. Um, and she just leans over and says... Um, that is a very impressive arm you have. Might I examine it closer? Uh, no, no, I, I, I think that's just fine as it is. Uh, last time someone examined my arm, it went dead in a fight and I was thrown into a fucking crevice. Oh. So uh, it works now, so that's, that's fine. Thank you very much. Oh, I simply wanted to make it slightly punchier. That's what they say. Mate, mm. you're all the same, are you? Hey? Always a Mechanicus <laughs> bridesmaid, never a Mechanicus bride. Well, allow me to, to interrupt for just a moment here, my uh, possible Mechanicus friend. Now, remember, Atticus, we are inside an inquisitorial stronghold, so the overall relationship here is much, much stronger. Can you show us your qualifications and your history? Um, and, uh, she just kind of turns her head and just like emits that horrible fucking like binary speech that, uh, we, we got very familiar with last season, uh, just at like a high, high rate. 
um, and then just kind of like looks at you expectantly. See, she's crazy. <laughs> no, this is binary code. It's a certain amount of, of complication. Have you served, how long have you served the Inquisition for? Uh, in uh, verbal low gothic. Ah, uh, that is an important distinction. I appreciate <laughs> that you added that. I have been here for over 326 years. 326 and, and a half to be exact. Not quite 327, but we're getting there. And how many uh, demerits or other negative performance reviews have you received during that time? And like her shoulders drop a little bit. And she does it like that little kid mm-hmm. who's a little bit embarrassed thing, but her, her, her feet are treads. So instead of kicking the foot, it's just like... <laughs> um, and uh, says, this one has received 13 demerits for often putting this one's nose where it does not belong in the service of trying to make punchier things. It would seem that not everyone wants punchier swords or guns or arms as your friend has indicated, this one perhaps is a little too over-eager to serve the machine god in all of its glory. But that is fine. I have learned to worship in my own way. Some days I just close my eyes and imagine how much cooler all of the technology around me could be if only they would let me touch it. But instead it remains <sighs> banal. And she like looks longingly at that arm. Just That's like... Okay. Full-on end of a rom-com in the rain outside, like... Atticus, this fine member of the Mechanicus has been serving the Inquisition for 326.5 years, and they've only received 13 demerits, all for doing their job too well. I don't think you could actually do better anywhere in the galaxy than having this particular technician assist your arm. Do you want to punch harder? Well, I mean, yes, sir, always. Well, I can see two solutions to this problem. One, allow this Mechanicus uh, technician to enhance your arm. Uh, Adept, are you available for transfer for inquisitorial purposes? Uh, sadly, I, I am not. Uh, I have spent a lot of time working here on a lot of different weapons, and at this point, if I wasn't the one servicing them, they would fall apart. That said, if you do require someone, I do believe that... Uh, you are Inquisitor Valentine, yes? Yes, correct. Indeed. We have received word from Graves that one of our order has already been assigned to you. Excellent. Well then, we have a Mechanicus who will be on board the ship, Atticus, to work with us on an ongoing basis. If there are any problems, then we can go back to the ship and get them dealt with. And if it turns out that this uh, adept is malicious in some way, they've been here for 326 years. They'll be here when we get back. And Graves and I can sort this out and allow you to, I would say, uh, spread their parts liberally around the garden. Oh, oh, all right then. Listen, you. You can work on this arm. All right, this is the... The arm that serves the Emperor, the arm that serves Inquisitor Valentine. And if any of your mucking about in there jeopardizes my mission, that'll be your 14th mistake and you won't live to make a 15th. Do you understand? Oh, yes. Quite clearly, if I were to commit blasphemy against the Omnissiah by not making one of their glorious tools more glorious, they would no doubt strike me down from their mechanical throne. And then I assume you would punch whatever was left into dust. Right. Yes, I I would do that. 
Atticus uh, doesn't like that she's like not phased by his threat. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Seems like she understands, but I don't. I don't get the tone. Uh, uh, so um, he, he like kind of turns so that she has access to his his arm. Yeah, I think it's He's like just, getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like got your arm. Um, okay, so um, she um, she just like kind of lowers her voice and just says. I am so very, very sorry for all that you have endured. Well, that's that's, that's not fine. you. Just... I am speaking to the arm. Oh, please you do not boy. interrupt my unity with the glory of the arm messiah. Uh, and then she just starts stroking the, the arm messiah. <laughs> do not worry; he will not interrupt us again. And she like glowers at you. Uh, if you want to know where those demerits came from, um, okay. And I'm just trying to pull up the stats for the uh, the power fist here, uh, but I'm having a hell of a time. Oh, there we go, there we go. I found them. There you are, Peter. Um, okay, so we're gonna give you a little upgrade there, sir. That's uh, fucked up. <laughs> just given how the power fist already is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but you know, I can't give Valentine a cool sword and then not give you some fun shit. Um, man, I'm still having trouble. This, this is this is arranged in like, you want grenades? You want you want <laughs> sticks? You want sharp sticks? How about low tech spears? Um, okay, power fist. Um, so currently, uh, you're doing uh, plus four damage with it. I believe. Uh, no, it has. Oh, it has the special uh, feature as well. It's also, it's like destructive, so I think it like doubles it. It's got like a ton yeah, of special. that's though. totally fine. Uh, we're going to make that plus four, plus five. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to increase it by one point. Yeah, so you're just going to okay. increase it by one point, which based on everything else you do should actually like multiply and stack in like a weird like souls born scaling way. Um, <laughs> where, but uh, I also don't want to, I don't want to break the game by giving you like. It's broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <just, laughs> Oh no, I, it's like I released a new codex. <laughs> Suddenly oh, no. the game doesn't balance no more. <laughs> Too soon. Um so uh Tyler, what does uh what does the upgrade uh to your power fist look like? Like what's the what's the cool new permutation that if I found it in a video game I'd be like, oh sick, an upgrade. Like what's Oof. what's that look like? Uh let's say that this is in fact maybe an older power fist and the <clears throat> the mechanics that go into um, uh, uh, driving the fist forward for punching and things like that, um, uh, that technology, there's been enough advances, or at least they've they've unearthed maybe the ancient advances, because, again, I'm talking out of my ass right now about 40K stuff, um, uh, 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 that they have basically been able to replicate that sort of force um, in each of the fingers of the power fist. So... It's just increased its like crushing ability. Okay, yeah, I like that. She spends a lot of time being like the, the amount of prehensile tactility of these fingers is terrible, terrible, poor fingies. And she just like strokes the fingers and she's like, I will make you sing with the power of the Omnisaya. Um, and uh, yeah, she just retools them slightly. And um, I think we'll say Atticus, um, now they can back uh, they become um, like back jointed 
So in addition to kind of cracking forward, I don't know where or why you'd use this, but they do that like horrific thing that modern robots do where it can also back joint. Okay. Um, which I don't know if you're like trying to not get sucked into space again, maybe you could hang on a different way. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but still in a very 40K way. Like this isn't like slick, everything's nice. It's like there's a bunch of gears and like horrors. Um, but uh, she's very proud of her work. Um, and uh, she just says, may this serve you well. And if it does not, may my death be quick and painful. Yeah, yeah. Again, he doesn't like that she's like completely on the same page as him, but not scared. So he's just like, <laughs> yeah, that will be what happens. So it is the omnicide's will. Yes. You know, then. Right. Are you is done? There a place, is there a place <laughs> where we can find a list of one could say inquisitorial agents who are available at this time? Um, and she just looks at you and says, why would you need agents when you have all the tools you need? And like, you're already on the way out the door. You know, you're not getting, <laughs> not, not getting what you need here. Um, but, um, uh, you know, Asher is only ever a ring away because literally his whole job is just to like butler for the entire palace. Uh, it's part of his, his family's penance for, for not making the, the tithe. So, um, uh, he, uh, he says he'll get on that. Unfortunately, like, the interesting challenge with Last Gleaming is like it's kind of all available agents, but uh, there's not like a vetted list of like these are the top operators because those operators have already been been swooped up. And with the the increasing violence between the loyalists and uh, the redacted, like it's getting harder and harder. So he says he'll go scrape up what he can, but also you get the sense from him that like what he's the list he's going to give you isn't shit you want like these are not gonna be the uh the, the people like that that you really want in fact normally this would be when the loyalists would actually start to get called up but because they're in a street gang war no one knows where to fucking find them at this point which is terribly ironic and if they ever found out about it it would literally break their hearts um but you do return to your rooms as uh, as asher runs off to do that uh to just a bunch of of summaries uh from uh Chiseus. uh and he does real good work um, it's just like proper, like TLDR sparks note shit. Um, and, uh, giving you some rundowns. Um, I think Ryan for this, we'll use Valentine's stats, um, to see kind of what, what has been unearthed. Um, let's go with, uh, we have a custom skill for you. That's just kind of like inquisitioning in general, correct? Uh, we've used forbidden lore before. Yeah, um, let's go, let's go with that, please. Yeah. So Forbidden Lore, uh, it's going to be difficulty. Forbidden Lore has two yellow for me, dad it. Two yellow? Uh, okay, that's fine. Um, I'm going to give you an additional green for, uh, actually, no, let's go with an additional yellow for Traseus because he's okay. the one actually doing the work. Great. Um, this is going to be a three purple check. I'm not going to spend any story points. I'm going to give a boost for access to the Inquisitorial Network. Um, I'm going to give you... A setback for the Eldari research because that's not something that should be documented anywhere. Also, yeah. we're hereticus, so if I got a hereticus guy, that's yeah. that's a Zeno's problem. Surely it is. Um, yeah, I will use a. Um, I'll use a story point um, yep. to add add a green. Um, 
simply because I think he could actually give a lot of contextual information, not so much for Trin, but in terms of Sandor, he also knows about like the Ultramarines. He knew about the other stuff, if we assume that that was also said. So there'd be some ways to narrow it down from just a Marine red slash gold question mark to this campaign, this escape, these links. Let's see what happens. Two successes, three threat. Okay, great. Um, so the information you are able to get, uh, um, you don't get obviously everything. He's still working. This is less like a, he couldn't get it and more like he's he's working on it. Um, so the Eldari thing is like a non-starter. There's there's nothing, yeah. nothing uh, to go for off of that. So that remains kind of an open mystery for you. Um, in terms of um, the autopsy, you don't get much information beyond um, – uh, yeah, you get that note that we started the episode on that, like, the body seemed awfully fresh. Like, it had – it was, like, genetically matched you, like, one-to-one. Everything was perfect. The only thing that was off was the, um, uh, the serial numbers, but the – the doctor performing the autopsy did find it odd that like some of the stressors that occur just naturally from our bodies growing uh, weren't present. Um, so it was just kind of an odd, an oddity, but something that didn't seem to matter because you were just a dead interrogator. And like, that's ultimately not really a big deal in the long run uh, for the Inquisition. Uh, Sandor Rafferty, however, um, you, uh, uh, his file is easy enough to find because he's a fucking space marine. Um, he is uh, the commander of the Crimson Thatch chapter, um, a lesser known um, sort of like at this point almost disavowed, not because of heresy, but just because of general embarrassment. Um, just a, a lesser known um, uh, like subsect of a lesser known chapter of the Space Marines, uh, known for their uh, distinctive livery of uh, an, an inter uh, intercutting lines of of red and green and yellow, uh, a a plaid marine, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, known in combat, uh, the theory that they all swear by is that this is a, a subtle psychological tactic to to confuse and mystify. Uh, it's the old Yankee pinstripe argument, um, but there is literally no evidence that this is true. They just have real weird looking armor, and they kind of have to stick to it now. Uh, so uh, Rafferty is kind of known as uh, a like lower middle management style um, Space Marine commander. He uh, he's been a very outspoken and and vocal. Um, uh, kind of uh champion of his his uh chapter's inclusion in more things um but uh, generally speaking he's not particularly liked he's merely tolerated so that's the information they've been able to pull for him right now in terms of the list of actions that the crimson thatch uh have been involved in like there's still a space marine like sub chapter so they you know they've had a number of victories and they've had some good actions but like they don't have glorious victories on the level of like the Ultramarines or anyone else. It's just like, oh, cool. You put down a cult once. That's neat. We did four on our way to our actual mission, but like that's 
Good work. Well, keep it up. Yeah, there's still a Space Marine chapter, but they're like a lower level successor chapter. A hundred percent. Yeah, they're doing the grind. They're and they're they're like they're far enough away that like, yeah, we'll recover the gene seeds, but we're not as worried. You know, like it's not it's, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um. So yeah, a lesser uh a lesser offshoot. Um. So that's what you get about him. Um, and then in terms of uh, your supposed death and uh, the recovery of the ship, that's going to take some more time as well, just because those files are sealed. Um, however, um, you notice from the, the quality of work you're getting from Joseas that uh, he seems to do better when he has more information. So there's kind of a question I'd pose to you, Valentine. Um, he seems loyal. He seems committed to the cause. And he seems to be able to get you information based on what you need. You haven't revealed the divisions. You haven't revealed any of that element of things. If you gave him that information, he would likely be able to get you much more specific and possibly relevant information. However, it would mean bringing him in on on kind of your darkest secret, or you can continue to let him uh, collect information as he's been doing and then have to kind of find the connective tissue yourself. What do you think you would do? Um. Trisais, is it possible for you to join us on our missions? I am lacking in an adept of the administrator with your particular skills. Uh, well, I am uh, rather uh, beloved here for my uh, research skills. However, I, as long as uh, the Lord Inquisitor has no issue, I see no reason not to. Excellent. Wait, uh, sorry, uh, forgive me, Inquisitor. Uh, could I ask a, a small question? Oh, of course, of course. If I joined you, would we go to space? Yes, the very first thing we would do is go to space. And that fucking grin comes back, and he just says, I have always wanted to see the stars. Yes, I will join, if I can be. Excellent. Let's file for that transfer right away. And the moment the paperwork goes through, I have an interesting story I would like to tell you that will bring so much more context to your research and prove how important our mission is. If you will excuse me for just one moment. And he pokes his head out and he says, Mazer, I'm going to space! Um, he says, <laughs> and he leans back and he says, I'm sorry, uh, she told me I never would. Uh, she's long dead, but, uh, you know, she heard. Um, and uh, so he um, he quickly goes in and puts through the, um, puts through the order. Um, and sure enough, Graves is, is like, for someone like this, like, yes, like, Ivanikov is known as being good, but, like, there's a lot of people who are good here. It's fine. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, fucking you, you can borrow a librarian. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> uh, um, so um, he uh, he comes back, and I assume you just kind of fill him in on. Oh, yeah. This is yep. just Valentine telling the tale. Like, welcome to the Brotherhood. This is the story. This is what we're fucking doing. And he feels more confident telling this to somebody with more information simply because everything they've done has added up. They did foil, like he did have agents foil Fabius Bile. He did actually find the Vicodin thing. He's confirmed that there's a conspiracy with the goals. He's got a little bit of audio of that with Eugene. Like there's enough that like mm -hmm. it doesn't seem as bullshitty, especially for people who would have experience with like the Emperor's Tarot and other things knowing they're in inquisitorial circles. Yeah. All right, cool. So he he's very like he's all in he's just like listening intently and nodding and you can tell that he's like fucking jonesing to to get in on this so he he listens to kind of the, the whole affair 
Um, and uh, he says, uh, my lords, this is uh, very interesting indeed. You have brought many very interesting facts to light here. Uh, it is interesting. There is a mystery here on uh, the fading glory that uh, I have not been able to solve, for I was missing a piece that perhaps you have you have procured for me. There was one in a, 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 the uh, now dead Inquisitor Kane Hurst's uh, retinue, who also reported uh, visions, you see, and uh, they sound a little bit like yours. He did not perhaps get the, the full picture, but uh, the bits and pieces, he mentioned the sipping from the cup of the skull, the golden skull. Uh, he was quite insistent about it. Unfortunately, when uh, when the Inquisitor uh, died, we, we lost contact with uh, his retinue. We do not know what happened to this psyker. But I have some good news. There are two remaining of his retinue here on the planet. Uh, they run a bar in one of the uh, worst areas south of the Meridian. Uh, it is known as the, uh, the Clan Wing. It was a curio of the Inquisitors. Uh, perhaps uh, they might know where we could find at least where, where this psycho's body is. And, uh, well, you seem like you have friends in low places. Uh, perhaps we could get some answers there, no? Excellent. Now, I'm going to need us to requisition a vehicle. Atticus, I require people with guns in a truck. On it, sir. Um, <laughs> and uh, Atticus, you storm off uh, to find guns in a truck. Um, and uh, he just says, nods and says, uh, this is good. This has been an itch I could not scratch. You have no idea how satisfying this will be. Not as satisfying as going to space and giving the finger to my mother, but uh, the rest of it, very impressive. Uh, also, uh, you should know, in, in Inquisitor, uh, I do believe um, the, uh, the the Billingberg uh, files are being opened and uh, looked over. Uh, I know uh, uh, Lord Inquisitor Graves wanted to have a word with you about a... Uh, a mechanicus magi uh, by the name of uh, Gideon Kotov, uh, when we return from, from our mission. But uh, uh, please do ensure that you return here before you go to space, yes? Yes, yes, absolutely. We're going to collect this information, then you and our ship, and then we will take to space in the name of the Emperor. This is fucking good news. Um, and uh, so uh, with that... Um, Atticus, you, um, and again, like you love a well-oiled machine. And when you show up saying, I need a vehicle and guns and, and people with guns, that is what you receive. Uh, no questions asked. Uh, you get um, uh, four inquisitorial stormtroopers um, and uh, just like a, um, like a, I mean, it's not the best uh, vehicle in the world, but it's, it'll, it'll get you there. It's like a, a modified land sort of land speeder type thing. Um, help you skim sort of over over some of the rougher parts of the hive and down. Uh, unfortunately, once you get down into the hive itself, uh, you either need to hook up with the um, uh, Adeptus. Uh, uh, ooh, I was going to say Astartes, but that's not who we want. Um, Arbides. Arbides. Yeah. 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 Um, no, or give just us the like, Astartes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want some plaid marines? Um, or you'll just have to hoof it on foot, which honestly might might be the way to go. Um, you've heard there is a lot of violence breaking out, um, and the uh, the commander of the uh, the stormtroopers uh, says that she'll brief you on the way, uh, the way down. Um, but you have a lead, 
um, two uh, former uh, inquisitorial band members of a long dead inquisitor, uh, a psyker who apparently spoke of, of seeing things similar to what you yourself have, have seen. Um, and, uh, yet more mysteries about, uh, what happened to the, the other Valentine and, and exactly who is arrayed against you. Uh, but you know a little bit more about the Marines and you have a destination and Hey, you got yourself a librarian. So honestly, Everything's coming up Valentine, which is more than I can say for Morgan and Eli, who are still having a tremendously rough night. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan Aplant at the Ryan Aplant on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chief Spy Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. 